Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first order when you use my code NASH. Uh, somebody that I've known for 20 years, 25 Ooh. years. Uh, one of the funniest, I mean, you you were always just one of the funniest people that you would just go up and riff. I would watch you. I would get so much from watching you. Uh, and then I lost touch. I didn't talk to you for 20 years. It happens sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes you lose touch. But uh, 20 years later, it's better than never. <laughs> no, you were always a good guy. <laughs> I watched you. Todd is here. He's 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 doing a uh, a crowd sourcing thing mm-hmm. at, on Seed and Spark. Is that correct? Yeah, look at you. You do your homework. Yes, yes, um, yes. It is. <laughs> and um, it's you know I sent you the video. I watched it. And I, as I'm coming on here today, like this is the first podcast I've done to start promoting this. Yeah. And I'm doing them all. And uh, I was like, how can I show? It is hard to explain the show. I mean, it's a Let stand-up me show. It. Let me explain it. It's a stand-up show. It's an incredible stand-up show with a band. It has a, a flavor of sort of an Andy Kaufman old show. Uh, See, that? here's what I figured out right there. It's going to confuse somebody. because Because they're going to go. And by the way, I confuse people all the time. I think it's it's like... It's blowing up a stand-up show. It, it, there you go. I like it's, that. It's blowing up a stand-up show to its absolute highest point, making a big deal out of it, but still with the jokes and still with yeah. your comedy and your style of comedy. If you're if you're wanting stand-up comedy, which I know what it's like to crave stand-up comedy before I even got into it for a short period, a year, when I was like 16, um, and it, it'll give you that, but, you know... This started from when I would go to comedy clubs and I would realize that you could change the walk-in music because they were being seated. You know, some clubs open their doors an hour before the show. Sure. And I went, well, that's a missed opportunity to play some cool music. Right. And then those type of opportunities. Now it's like what uh, out in the street before the show. Yeah. And when the crowd's in line, I have a saxophone player playing. Yeah. So the night begins not just in a, oh, I take advantage of every opportunity. I really do. Before the doors open, when they get in there, the band playing yeah. not the whole band but two of the band are playing well they're being seated after the show the band goes outside and plays if i can i get an ice cream truck to pull up front yeah you even send so, them home with cookies which I you do. call entertaining them at home i do i have a cookies yeah. and hot chocolate the, co- the hot chocolates obviously and the only reason i'm saying this because my sister-in-law goes how does the hot chocolate make it home i'm like you son of a bitch it's a powdered you know in a bat in a little in a little you know Nestle's hot chocolate with two vanilla creamers you need your own hot water yeah and you need your own hot water at home and i have something they can listen to when they go home they go to my website and it and goes when you get home and it says some direction i'm H- giving how much you. money do you need to mount this show oh, what are you looking for honestly yeah well, well, of course, honestly, no lie. You, Todd, you are a you are a favorite comic of so many famous people, rich, rich, rich people. I would probably say Jimmy Kimmel loves you. I'd venture to say. I would venture to say that uh, Patton Oswalt loves you. I would venture to say that. Uh, well, you think these Jeff people? Jeff Garland might... loves yes, you. Maybe Larry they'll come David forth. probably loves you, right? You're a comics comic. You know, Norm gave me a big compliment. He said, there's comedians, comedians, but you're a comedian's, comedian's, comedian. Yeah, I'm like, I'll take it. I saw that. Right. That he was said, on his podcast. It was on his podcast. I loved that podcast. And on my book. I put it on my book. You know, um, I, I, want, I don't want to be too hard like I'm an infomercial for the show, but, I, but I'll, I, here's what I thought of yeah. yesterday and why we need the amount of money we do. And I'll preface it and then I'll tell you what it is. Okay. I have done everything in my power 
in the last, I started doing this show with the band about three years ago. Right. And it just t- came to another level. I have done everything in my power to make this as tight as it can be. I don't want to be the reason, and I'm, I'm so serious about this, that the show isn't successful. <laughs> so if there's like five elements of the show, there's the band, there's, you know, my stand-up. That's why in the last year, I stopped touring with the band, because I want, I want to get my stand-up fucking tight. Right. My physicality. I'm in the best shape of my entire life. Oh, great. I want to go in performing... And I have done everything. This is not just a line. This is not a new play. It's, this is a well-fucking-oiled machine. I've made sure of it. And I think the only thing that could go wrong is not having a robust budget to have a PR company. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot to really oh, bring in the big dogs. Not like someone, it's oh, they got me one. It's, this is like we were told 25 to 30. Oh, oh, oh. For for to promote a two week run in New York doesn't have to be Broadway off off Broadway to really bring in the big dogs to yeah. turn this into something and I don't want the reason it didn't work I know it's not going to be me and I say this with confidence on my worst night now wasn't always like that in my career I had nights I you know on my worst night now I'm great of course you know on my worst night I'm great and yeah, then yeah, from yeah, then yeah, on yeah, yeah. I don't want because we didn't have enough money to do this right because it's all I care about in life it's all I think about every single night I lay in bed and during the day I fantasize the opening of the show the band and so we need here it comes we're we're going for 200,000 oh wow yeah yeah and I know it doesn't it doesn't cost that much like I said if the show picks up and then we tour with it we have like three band members and I use two local guys but um it's the it's the New York run to get it to turn into something why don't you just do it in LA then? And that'd be cheaper than New York. You know, that's a good question. And if somebody who knew something, when we get the money, if somebody goes, no, LA could LA could work. And but something about New York, my management and I, it's like the smell of where you get something to turn into something. I see, I see. You're, yes, 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 yes. The, the epicenter of culture. Mm-hmm. And New people York can City. come out, and I picture other comedians coming out, and it's just. I think it's New York. And again, it doesn't have to be on Broadway. It can be off-off-Broadway. Right, right. I'll turn any room into something amazing. I, don't, I want it in a high, high-end jazz club type of place. I want people to be able to get drinks. No food. But the way I said it, when I did my Netflix special, I told the guy what I was going for. And I knew he got it when he went, Goodfellas, Black Tablecloths to the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and when he yeah. said that, I go, you get it. Yes. It's it's that little detail, but it's high-end jazz club. I want people to be able to get a drink if they want a drink, uh, but like maybe, you know, but squished in there, comfortably packed, mm-hmm. you know? Do you still do the Mater D bit? Oh, my. Wait, wait. Is that where I'm the guy who doesn't? He does. He doesn't know your name. He messes up. I still do. You know what's so funny? I drop bits out of my act as I get tired of them. That's sure. sort of the way I do it. I don't ever go. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. It falls out of the act, and I forget I even did it. That one <laughs> sticks around. Uh, I think this is it. Like, tell me, correct me on your name. And he, this guy, gets out of it. Like, he usually is walking around. He owns the restaurant. So when I say your name, you correct me. Real nice. You're like, oh, actually, my name is. I go, look at you. How you doing, Bobby? It's it's actually Jason. That's all right. Have fun. <laughs> good to see you. Mom's good. He just like he's like mom's good. Like you he, he doesn't even know who you are. But but I that, used to love that bit. Yeah, you, the guy's a pro. Used to go out in the audience and do it. Yeah, he used to you go look like Bobby. a Bobby. I always wanted to be like when I was little. We'd go to this restaurant and the owner walked around and yeah. he had like a suit. 
And I was like, I could be that guy. He looked like he was the president of the restaurant. You good? He did. He had little mumbles. Like, I, I, I was 12, and I really took him in. He'd be like, he'd say some words that the odds are maybe you think. Like, he goes, hey, you going on a vacation? Mom's still kids coming home? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And probably they think he said something about our kids. Hey, yeah, how you doing? Well, there's that, you know, thing, of, there's that thing of, is this guy being fake? Or does he actually care? Well, that's a... I think in my this is a made up right. guy in a way, but he also know. exists. I think he cares. You think he cares? I think he cares, but he can't remember. Everybody wants to make everybody feel special. I was I was spiraling last night. I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I was wondering if Jeff, the Jeff Garland character, always agrees with Larry because he loves Larry, or because Larry pays his bills. Probably Larry pays his bills. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, but I not, bet if you ask Jeff, Jeff would say. No, no, he loves Larry. He's his friend. He's the his character or, or the character? The character. Yeah, oh, well, it's got to be at least 80% he pays the bills, 20%. In real life, it would yeah. be 80%, right? If, if you pay, in real life, yes, yes. If you pay someone, like, I know people that give me, a, you know, they use me on the road a lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll still have, I'll, I'll give them an honest feedback on the, but, you know, I, I can't, I got to bring it down a little. I still want the work. Now everyone that uses me a lot is going, wait a second, is he talking about me? David Spade's like, hey, wait a minute, I thought he liked my act. No, Spade's the best. You don't know, you I, don't you open for him or go on the road? With I him? did for a long time, and um, and he's amazing. I love his stand up. Uh, you know, everybody says this about Dave, but it's not yeah. like he doesn't have a platform or like, oh, poor Dave. But as funny as he is, like he is the most enjoyable person. Oh yeah, to be around. Yeah, yeah. He is. Usually very pleasant and a little bit. He's a bit machine. Like, I don't get up early for anything. I don't like the day. I'm a night person. Yeah. But if I'm on the road, he goes, and he gets up at like, he'll he'll stay up late. Then he'll get up at seven in the morning and he'll go, you want to go to breakfast? And I'll go, yep. Because I know the minute I meet him at the at the restaurant, he's gonna do bits. Yeah, yeah. He'll like he'll does this one thing. He'll be like, oh, we just do it over and over <laughs> and over again. You 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 claim you're nauseous from the night before you go, and you have the menu. You go, oh my god, I I am not feeling well. I'm I'm actually being serious. Whew, last night was not good. Oh yeah, can I get the lamb shank with the uh, peanut butter jelly? You know, <laughs> like the worst thing to get when you're. I didn't sell that bit good. God damn it, my crowd source is gonna flop. Um, two hundred thousand's a lot, Todd. I don't know who's gonna. Who I don't think get, it's that who much. Who's gonna get to pay this? You know what? Someone. Well, it's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. But you know what? Someone told me they go. Some people that are proactive, like benefactors that go to these sites. Yeah. Two hundred to them, it's nothing. You know. You can also have the band. Like we went for the some of the more high ticket items. I can always lower it, but to name the band after you. So oh, on okay. every placard. Oh, oh, oh. You, or your the business. LeBron James band. Yeah. Right. right. Or your business. And at first, my friend goes, the business. I go, that'll be cheesy. But then when I played it out, I thought it was funny. No, like it's I, hilarious. I have to go seriously do it every night. I go. I'll, I'll think of a name that really wouldn't sound classy. How about a hand for Tony's Pizza Band, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? The Tony Pizza yeah, Band. JR's auto detailing. Right. If they'll yeah. pay the money, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and then I'll just make a joke. I'll go, folks, you know, they, 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 they donate a lot of money. Yeah, that's really funny. How, Robin's Cupcake Band, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making it up. And I tell all seven guys, what's the name of the band? They all go, Robin Cupcake Band. Right. You know? So, was, God, you're scaring me. 200,000. I don't, I don't think that's that much. I, you know what? If I got less, could I do it? Yes. Yes. But maybe I couldn't. We're trying to f shoot a documentary alongside of the whole process. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got so it. it, you know, it it adds. Uh, up. One thing when I was watching it, I noticed that I know that your audience is like they're young people, right? You know what? 
I will say that that makes me happy, yeah. and I have noticed it, and I hope it's a sign that I'm doing something right. Right. I hope it's a sign I'm doing something right in the sense that, uh, you know, young people aren't wrong because they don't want to go. If you're if you're a comedian, you have a huge draw. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Now I'm not saying I'm socially aware and on the right side of history because it brings me in a younger audience, and I don't complain about how dumb kids are because I feel that way. Mm -hmm. But if the outcome of it is that young people will want to go see me because they don't want to see an older person on stage, and I don't, and don't you understand it that uh, this sucks and that sucks and movies suck and and everything's better back then and everything today sucks. Well, okay, even if you're right they don't want to fucking go see you yeah 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 yeah. so i hope because i don't do that because i don't feel that way uh that uh it has kept me i think, I think everybody's the same i think young people and old people are the same you know what it's it's like you, you're funny or you're not and that's what i was when i was watching your video i was like i i'd like to see you get an older crowd too Get I, people, get, I get both. Get people that come in there that are, you know, our age or even older. Yeah. Because those people have money to spend yes, on, yes. A, on a big ticket, too. Mm -hmm. I get I get you both. Do bo you get both? I get both. And, you know, I was thinking about something, and I wrote their name down. Because during the pandemic, I started to fall in love with TikTok. Yeah. And uh, I, I fell in love with it because, first of all, I realized I had the time to really dig into it. Because any forum, you know, whether it's TV or movies, if you don't have, or music, if you don't have time to dig into it, you're going to think it's not good. Right. Right. Same thing. You know, young kids know there's good music. There's always been a lot of shitty music, even in the 70s or the 50s. Every year's had tons of shitty music. But yeah. when you're young, you remember the good stuff. Now we're remembering all the brilliant music. And yes, there's a ton of it, but there was a ton of shit. So if you're going to just look at TikTok and scroll around it, you're going to think it sucks. Yeah. But that's true with anything. And yours are so funny because they're basically like you just played the weird old guy. Yeah. In uh, this. Can you call up one of it's Todd's? funny. I never think of myself as the weird old guy. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you realize on TikTok when you enter that arena, you know, they're going to go, oh, it's like their uncle. You're like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I did when I when I started doing YouTube like five years ago. I was like, I was working with all people in their 20s. And that's that's who you are. You're I, I was 44 years old, but they're like, that's the old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And, that's, and you're not old. No, no, no. Well, I'm older. Definitely. I'm older. Um, but yeah, but uh, that that that's 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 how you get branded. And and also. Oh, um, I, I think you should have friends. I have friends that are my age. I have friends that are older. But I think you're supposed to, for growth and spirituality, have friends that are younger than you. I agree. And, and, and I always see people that are, uh, you know, it's a lot of people are afraid of being alone. You know, they go, oh, I don't want to be old and lonely, so they have kids. They're not going to want to be around you. The way to not be old and lonely, if you don't have your own children, is be pleasant to be around. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed that with an older couple we know. We, uh, me and my ex, we knew. And they were in their, se like, 75 or 80 even. And everyone wanted to be, be around Barry and Joanne. Yeah. Because they were pleasant to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're pleasant to be around. But I like being around youth. I really do. Matter of fact... About three years ago, a lot of my friends, and I'm glad they're busier now because they're working. It's a good thing. They don't have the time. But I go, I'm going to make new friends, guys. I'm going to make new younger friends. So when I would go to a show in L.A. and I would see a funny comedian, normally I'm like, oh, fuck, that guy's funny. I go, hey, you're real funny. And then I take off. Now I stick around. Yeah. And then five months went by and I started having all new friends. <laughs> I tell them, I don't need you anymore. I don't need you at my house going, I got to get up early. Oh, I got all new young friends now. And they're fun and they do shit and they're happy. Yeah. And they're comedians. They're comedians. Yeah, some of them some are of them. comedians. Some of them are just, they just do content. 
Yeah, so we're you know? similar in that way. We've we've uh, we've branched out and it's great. It is great. It's great. It Chad great. Maxwell is the one who helped me. He has a presence on TikTok and friend of a friend, my friend Cam Kavinsky introduced me to him and he comes over once a week and we have it's pure joy. Some someone else, another group of kids picked up Brian Holtzman. A group of younger comedians. Oh, really? Yeah, so when you go, they tour, and then they take Brian Holtzman with him, and and you're like, oh, I remember when Brian Holtzman was, like, super young, and, like, now he's our age, and... Yeah. And uh, and I think that's good. That, that There's a lot of success with that. There's a, I had a podcast with somebody who was 25, and... and um, and it's great. It's great for content. If they they get a lot out of it, you get a lot out of it. Yeah. The the different the differences between you cause a lot of uh, comedy. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, so there's another podcast called BFFs with Dave Portnoy. Right, right. And he does it with I think Josh is with Josh 22, and Dave's 40, 44, yeah. 45. You know. We have a more in common now. Maybe I'm a little different than the average person my age, but I was never forced because of what I do for a living. I don't like to act. I don't like to go on auditions. You don't like to go on auditions. All I do is like to, I love to do stand-up. That's what I'm best at. And that's why, you know, it was actually my brother who said it. He goes, if that's what you're best at, why don't you just get that show? And that's why I'm doing the crowdsource. Like that's, I've been doing this for a long time and I still love it. So go make it something. Go yeah, go yeah. turn it into something, and yeah. that's why the money. I don't. I'm not doing. I could go to New York and put on a kick-ass show, but if I don't have the robust budget to bring in a PR company, it's a it's a waste of it's time. It's a waste. It's a waste of time. And where do you go now? Do you do you tour? I do. Um, and I and again, I do really like it. There's some really good clubs out there. There's some. There's a lot of bad clubs, but like we said, that's true with everything. But I go to places that I really love that are, uh, like. Uh, you know, comedy on state, or whether it's uh, you know uh, the Vermont Comedy Club, uh, the Helium in Philadelphia. I'm actually going to next in line uh, this time in Philadelphia. But there, I'm, of course, you can't think of any when you're trying to think of them. But I go to clubs <laughs> that are not restaurants with stages. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, the ones that like comedy, the ones that like comedy and respect it. You know, Daniel Tosh said something I love about comedy clubs because it makes it look like you're not. I'm not nitpicking. Just because everybody does it wrong doesn't mean you're nitpicking. And he goes, forget about the bad clubs. I, he said this 10 years ago, and, it, and it, it, it relates. I love it. He goes, forget about the bad clubs. Forget about the bad clubs. Just the good clubs. They suck, too. <laughs> and I knew what he meant. Like, even the ones that are good. Now, there are exceptions. They're the A++ rooms, some of them that I just mentioned. They run them like comedy clubs. They don't run them artistically. There's not a, there's not a cool, swanky vibe. It's, I always say that about clubs. Like, it's tough to... It's tough to tell someone you're playing the funny bone. It just sounds it, ridiculous. It doesn't. How, how much cooler does it to say I'm playing Vermont Comedy Club or I'm going to be at Comedy yeah. on State or even the the improv in D.C. That's still, you know, I'm yeah. going to be at the improv in D.C. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I try to go to the these clubs. Hut. The Giggle Hut or the the the, 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 the uh, Fuck Bucket or something, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, some of those names exactly. The, I used to make fun of those names because they were just silly names. But as I get older, I realize I don't want to tell people I'm going to be at some stupid name. It's embarrassing, you know? But anyway, there we go. There's my, there's my stick. Let's, let's watch. Can you call up TikTok? Call up Todd's TikTok. I see if we can watch one of the, one of the funny ones. If we can just find a funny one and we'll cut around. Because there's so many, there's quite a few that are great. And they're all shot the same way. Starbucks is doing something about it. 
Now they have this, they leave all these free coffees at the end of the bar. Those aren't free, those are for other people. Right? Yeah, everyone, uh... Don't you just take coffee that other people order? What? Do you take coffee that other people order? <laughs> it's just a dumb stare. You know what's so it's funny? My, my manager said something. He goes, it's like it's a... Pr I want people. This might confuse you. I want people to know they're fake. I thought they were so over the top they're going to know they're fake. Now, in the beginning, nobody did. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. now you can tell in the comments they do, and they're playing along. Yes, And yes. I love when they play along. Like, no matter what I do, no matter how stupid it is, there's a huge group of people that defend me. And I know they're playing yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. Comments They'll be, like, be so good. So what? He he had to taste the lemonade. He needed to know if it was good. Yeah, yeah, It's always, yeah, yeah. like, having my back. But the... Uh, Tim, Heide Tim Heidecker does that in his uh, show on cinema. Mm -hmm. He plays... He He's, he he has a movie review show and he does it with another guy and he treats the other guy like shit. So, I know. I, I have you ever it, seen it? Yes. And it's so good. It's it's it, absolutely like the peak of it's, comedy. It's, it, it's, it's so just fucking brilliant. great. And then what's even better, the layers on it, the comments will take Tim's side and they'll be like, "Man, Greg's being such an asshole." You know, when Greg is the nice one, and just like that other layer of it is like, my 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 manager so goes, he goes, "It's like there, it's the it's the." There's there's the oh what's it called when they oh, I forget the name of it but he said in the comments it's like you could tell there's like the people it's a prank show in the comments yes. like they don't know like you know what's real and what's not and then they figure it out and then they're just sort of for the lack of a better word part of the family yes but um that's why I always like to drop drop stand up to and other things because I want to remind people you know if they go to my page this is what this, this guy is what does you do and so even though I know if I drop a stand up clip it's not going to get the same views I'm okay with that. You know, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. And then I go back to doing the ones that. You have know. you seen the Have you seen the woman, uh, CC Uncensored? She's a she's a nice woman. She makes coffee. She makes content every day. She puts it on in. She has a coffee stand, and every 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 reel starts the same. I'm CC. This is the life of a 26 year old that makes coffee in Portland, right? Mm -hmm. And this was on Tom and Christina's show. That's where I, where I found out about it. And when you go to the comments, the comments are so mean. The comments are just hate from Arizona, hate from Iowa. Uh, and then they get really creative with it. Like, it's like, uh, and it's awful. Why are they hating But her? it's driving her algorithm and she's just getting more and more and more famous just from all these hate comments. And now it's gotten to be where it's like, I would think if I was her, if I saw the hate comments, I'd be like, oh yeah, they they actually like me. They're here. Yeah. You know, that 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 process of, Oh my God! These people really hate me. Oh wait, these people like me, and people actually love to hate me, and they actually love me. Right, right. That that, that journey. Yeah, that journey there just to, exhausted me because yeah, I, when the hate part of it, it's a roller coaster. Oh, I, I went get, through. I go on. I've gone through that on TikTok Live. I do live streaming, and the first time you get on I know, there, I've been on there a few times. And and, and you, the first time you go on there, you're like, oh, like uh, people want me dead, you know. And then I've done it now for enough time where you go, oh, someone, I, this happened last night. Someone comes in, they're being nasty. And, and I, I wasn't even creative with it. I wasn't even funny. I just went, I just went, I just went, oh, okay, Sheila, you feel that way. I say, Sheila, you know what? Give me, give me, give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. Hang out for two minutes. Maybe you'll change your mind. Like, I wasn't even funny. And I go, and then I looked at her page. I go, oh, she cuts, oh, you cut hair. Oh, cool. You're a beautician, cosmetologist. Hey, check out Sheila, everybody. Two seconds later, I'm sorry, Jason. 
I'm sorry. I I, I had a bad day. I, I, I was mean. I said, oh, cool. It does. Do you, know, do you know how many fucking times that's happened to me? It, it happens once a day. It's just like people are not. They're just not that evil. Can I? Can I? They're not that evil. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was. I was, I agree with you, and I think that uh, you know. I even asked myself this because, um, and I and I and I understand, of course, when people can be very negative online, but uh, they can also be incredibly warm. Yeah. And I asked a friend of mine, and I asked myself this question too, because you know the fact that everyone's negative. It's talked about all the time, but what no one really talks about, and that's why maybe why I mention it every chance I can get, I jam it in there, like today, that people can be incredibly kind and nice and warm. And I asked my friend that he won't stop saying it. Like he forgets I gave him the speech. And then eight months later, he's like, yeah, you know, everyone's so negative online. I go, when's the last time you left a nice comment somewhere? (laughs) Now, either have I back then so when true. I said it either have I I started to and I know why it's hard yes. you have to bear your soul a little I've yeah. started to leave a nice comment and then I erase it and I go why are you do doing this I did that too and I go go read some of the comments how nice people can be and it can and it can remind you how decent we can be as a species so yeah. people can also be nice and people can be warm and people can I, be I liked what you said there I've, I really tap into that when you're leaving the nice comment and you're mm-hmm. like okay well now I'm putting myself out there your your Bert came out with a vodka over the weekend him and Tom whatever okay so I I was like oh they made a funny video and I started to write like ha 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 and then I was like oh wait do I look like I'm kissing his ass right like and then you go through this whole thing and you're like well that that's not very creative ha 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 other people are writing stuff that's way more funny and then I left it I just wrote ha 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 funny video yeah uh, ha 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 I... by the way oh god I'm sorry yeah no ha 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 is probably they love it. I'll tell you why. Yeah. People are funny back, and sometimes they are funny, but sometimes when somebody just goes, holy shit, that just made me laugh, I go, thank you for just applauding it. Yes. Instead of, you don't have That's to- That's all you need. By the way, the people on TikTok, not to shit on Twitter, but I know I'm right. The people that play along on TikTok and Instagram are so much funnier than the people that used to play along on, 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 a, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah, felt yeah. Twitter that just instead of just saying, "Boy, that was funny," they had to have some comment. You know, you can just laugh. Yeah, but on TikTok and Instagram, sometimes I read the comments and they make me laugh. You know, well, it's it's uh, there's less at stake. On Twitter, it's that's all you're doing there is typing and writing. Right. But over on TikTok, it's just a comment section. Right, and 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 uh, and and not as yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, just but but loving the whole thing and loving making the videos, and I'm I'm really like having the time of my life, and yeah. I'm glad that I am. You were always that way, man. You were always like, um, I always appreciated your ability to, for lack of a better word, like flip the script. Like that that was what I always got from you. Like someone would be complaining. And then you would be like, no, actually, you know what? <laughs> you know, just like a general, I think it's really easy too for a comic to be like miserable or whatever. But you, you were always just like generally upbeat, good energy and like, you know, seeing things glass half full. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm, and uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. feel like I don't know why. Like I said to, I was talking to a friend the other day and when I'm getting ready to do these podcasts and I said, why can't I just enjoy TikTok or enjoy Instagram without giving everybody the speech. And I go, I guess it's because I've been doing stand up a long time and I 
mostly want to motivate my comedian friends that I love, but they're always so negative to any new vehicle that comes along. Yeah. It's not that they have to embrace every single new, whether it's Vines in the day or whether when podcasts came along mm. or whatever comes along. And I'm like, you sh why isn't there anything that comes along? Like my friend goes, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to start doing TikTok. I go, don't. Unless you're excited about it, unless you're like, holy fuck, I thought of something I can do in TikTok yeah. that I'll enjoy. Don't, don't do it. Don't you're bother. not going to be successful if you go over because you have to. Yeah. I didn't go over there because I had to. I went over there because I was, I'm, I'm not kidding. During the pandemic, I was laying in bed and I would just get jealous of some of the funny stuff over there. And what the warmth, you, too. What like did I you said. do during the pandemic? You just sat there? What? <laughs> it's so funny. I just sat there like you pictured me in my house during the pandemic. I did. Um, there were lots of days I, I just sat here. Oh, I oh, you know what's so? F I guess I, I sat around a lot too. I, I, it's funny when I say in bed. I sat up in bed a lot. Yeah, like I would make my bed and then get back in it and just sit up in I bed. I just think it's especially funny for a stand up during the pandemic. That's, I, that's like that's just like insane. I'm surprised, and I think you can't do anything. You can't do anything. I'm surprised I did so well. Yeah. One of the things that I realized it wasn't. You mean financially or or mentally? Uh, mentally. Yeah. And financially, I started the show Ten Year Old Tom, mm -hmm. doing the VO for the principal on there during that. Ah, so that was easy. Great, I, great. I was not as nervous. Yeah. But um, one of the things I realized, I already I had my podcast studio. So in there, I had a stage with yeah. a PA, and it looked like a like a little comedy club. And um, I realized I didn't purposely do it, but I realized it was very helpful. You know, when you're doing a podcast, you just trust your sensibility. Like right now we're having more of a straight conversation, but even if we were just both, you know, like, you know, being just being funny back and forth, we don't have to rely on, hey, Jason, how are we going to know what's funny? We don't have an audience here. We know it's funny. Sure. And I did my stand up with that sensibility. You did. I did my stand up and I told my sister-in-law once even, and, and then they started pumping in audiences, which I didn't care. I didn't need it. I know what's funny. I You care. mean like Zoom audiences? Yeah. I, I was doing shows you know, Zoom shows where I couldn't hear the crowd. And eventually, you know how you could hear some people, they would put some people, but I didn't need that. And I went, you're trusting your sensibilities. And after a show, I hung up, I called my sister-in-law, I went, oh, that went really well. She goes, how do you know that audience? I go, well, I know what's funny. I know when words flow out of my mouth right. I know when I find a word on stage, whether the audience is there or not. That's so interesting. And it doesn't mean I don't, the audiences are one of the best things about stand-up comedy, of course. But also, they can be the hardest thing about it. You have to, if, if I see 10 people in the audience not liking a joke, I might stop doing it. If, mm -hmm. I, if I have people in the front row that aren't buying the repetition that I think's funny. But if I'm doing it to the camera and I'm just trusting my, maybe there are 20 households that are turning it off. But what about the ones you're connecting with? And when you're doing that, is that just like an hour of riffing or is that material you have? I did 20-minute shows. I did I did full shows, you know, where right. I'd do an hour and right. I would uh, do a little bit of both. Right. I would uh, have some new stuff, some old stuff. Yeah. And it really helped my stand-up grow a lot because I was doing a lot of shows trusting what you thought what was I funny. thought was funny. Guys, quick break in the action to talk about... Seat Geek. Seat Geek. We love Seat Geek. We love Seat Geek so much. And we wanted to let you know that uh, they are today's sponsor. And they are fantastic, Mitch. They are fantastic, Naveen. They're amazing. They truly are. Correct? 
I, I love them. We've seen so many shows with SeatGeek. Um, you just go on there. You get the app. I always have the app on my phone. I always have it ready. I always check it. I check it like it's almost like um, like like CNN or something because I love to see. You check the, CNN often? I don't check CNN anymore. I check the SeatGeek app instead because <laughs> I love to see what's coming to town. I love to see what's here. Do you get and, your news from SeatGeek? I get my news from SeatGeek. And right now, um, SZA is coming to town. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I love to go and check. They have the top 10 events that are yeah. happening in Los Angeles. So I always have the app on my phone. And right now, guys, if you use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order, which is an incredible deal. And SeatGeek has been with me from the very beginning uh, with my career on YouTube. I've been on YouTube five years. They sponsored my videos. And now they were the first sponsor on this podcast. And they've signed on, Mitch, for the whole year. The here. whole year. The whole year. The entire year. Literally keeping the lights on. So thank you, SeatGeek. Thank you so much. Go download the SeatGeek app. Go to the link in the description right now and check it out. And uh, now back to the podcast. What else? What, what else? What about your personal life? Anything going on there? <laughs> <laughs> my personal life... Well, I'm not in a relationship right now. You're not? No. I was in a long-term relationship yeah. uh, for oh. like 13 years, but that was 10 years ago. And then okay. I was in one for about three years. Uh -huh. And both of them have incredibly amicable. Uh -huh. uh, the, my, my, my last, the person I was with, we're like more than amicable. We're extremely close. We're That's very, nice. very close. It is It is so much better. Did when, it come after you online or anything? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, so... Uh, Right now, I want to be single. I, If I met somebody, obviously it could change, but I'm not searching for it because yeah. I just really uh, want to work on my career, like put 100% into my career. I want this show. I want to get this show to New York, and I, and, I, and I so bad. Like when I tell you, I just daydream about it and dream about it, and so I want to put everything in my power into this show to yeah. make it something really cool. I, I want... I had a really funny thing the other night. I was I was talking to my son. We were talking about I was talking to my kids, and they're like, you know, we were talking about gender and and sexuality and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And I and obviously I'm all for what, what everybody wants to, to be. Uh, somebody somebody was in my chat the other day, and I and I said Shh, uh, I I saw her name, and then I said she, and then I looked at the thing and it said oh did trans. I said I said. Uh, I, I'm going to sound like I'm like trumping myself up. I said, oh, what are your pronouns? You know, I said that. Mm -hmm. She wrote back, oh, that's really nice that you asked. It's they, them, like that. Mm -hmm. so, oh, cool. So I, so that was like a nice experience, you know, to do that or whatever. And then and then we were talking about like getting uh, getting surgery, stuff like that, if you're trans or whatever, and trying to explain, trying to under, and I was trying to wrap my head around it. And I was like, that seems really drastic, mm -hmm. you know? And so we talked about it for like 20 minutes. And then my son, he got me so good. He goes... Uh, he goes, okay, imagine you woke up as a, a woman tomorrow. I go, you, you have breasts. I go, okay, okay. He goes, but you felt like a man. He goes, what would you do? And I go, I get a surgery. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I just thought was like uh, such, a, such a smart thing to say. It's very, it's very. You know? Mm -hmm. and, you, and, and I like that your kids, yeah. that you give them a listen because- you know, remember I said I talk about comedy clubs a lot? Yeah. This is the other topic that yeah. I talk about a lot. And whenever I talk about something a lot, I always go, well, just explain why you do. And I don't think the other side of this, the side we're talking about, understanding it, gets enough attention. And yeah. I'm constantly trying to think of clean ways that not only I could let younger people know I get you, because not all younger people are on board with it. But Even most. saying that as an older person, I get you. Well, me, well, well. 
but I genuinely mean it. I know it. you do. I, know I you genuinely do. mean it. And and um, you know, it's easier to here's I always think how clean can I explain it? And I had a discussion with this about my with a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, I won't say her name or I'll try not to because, you know, who knows, but I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. But she she was having trouble with all of this. And I tried to hit it from a different perspective, cleaner. And I hope this does, otherwise I'm wasting your time. But if what comes out of my mouth is clean, you'll be like, I'm glad I let Todd say it. I'm not going to try to explain the different levels of people transitioning and, 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 and argue that because I think I'll lose some, you know, Ben Shapiro on a good day could be better than me. But I will say it from a broader perspective. Right. I said to my friend Teresa, what about if you just looked at this like a revolution of how we identify? We're shredding the confines. And, you know, straight white men can benefit by that. I'm not saying that they're, the struggles they have are as much as other people, but there's a lot of straight white guys and straight white women that conform, that don't want to conform. I said, isn't there anything you... Forget about all you don't like about it and what you don't understand. It's confusing sometimes. Sure. No, no one... You don't have to defend that it's worth learning about yeah. to say it's confusing. It is confusing. But forget about all that, the stuff that confuses you. Is there anything you could partake and like? And she's smart enough to go, no. And I go, and that should bother you. Not that there's something, I gave her the line read. I said, not that there's things that can't confuse you. But, and, and maybe you're even sitting over there thinking, what the fuck am I talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Is there about. anything like, like, you know, with me, well, that, like if somebody wants to, whether, whether, what the fuck it is, paint their nails or wear shoes or cross their legs like this or stop that bullshit or get a pedicure. You, you know, things have changed. And to me, it's funny that some older people, and I don't want to get angry because I know that doesn't grab people. But if I say it like this, it really perplexes me where the anger Anger and the rage comes out. Why is it hard to understand? Can, you're, you're basically saying this. I can't believe <laughs> that 50 years later, young people want to identify different. I don't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? Like, doesn't it sound crazy, like, in every other aspect of the world? Like, when it comes to a, a, a fly, there's 100 types of flies. When it comes to this plant, there's probably 100 ferns. But when it comes to people, doesn't this sound silly if somebody goes, all right, we're going to break it down so everybody can live a comfortable life. We'll have uh, a man and a woman. Okay, everybody should be able to live a good life like yeah. that. Doesn't that go? And all the people that complain about how bad it is now in the overcorrection, you know why I don't think they really give a shit about society? Because they never talked about the undercorrection. You know, you go to a lot of comedy shows now, they go, oh, now if you're a white straight male, you can't get work. Now if you're a white straight male, you can't get work. Maybe that's true a little, but you had a good ride. Yeah. And, and you never complained back then. If you did, I would change my opinion. I swear to God, I'm not just saying. If someone goes, you know who did? And they gave me a name. They go, he used to walk around in 85, 88 going... Oh, there's more just men on the show. No men were walking around back then going, I, can you believe there's only white straight men on every show? Every show, it's probably 90% yeah. white straight men. They didn't care back then about the undercorrection. So if there is a slice of overcorrection, who gives a shit? And I don't think booking diverse comedy shows is a mercy mission to the diversity. They always look at it like that. It's a, it makes crowds better. Whenever I go to comedy clubs and the crowds are great, I look up on the wall who's been there. I agree. And it's always diverse. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Especially in comedy. They're better. They listen uh, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. You're cultured. Getting, you're, getting, you're getting something different. Mm -hmm. it, 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 when you get nine comics in, if I've seen five white guys, that fifth white guy, you're like, 
my yeah. God. And I you know, like I, the diversity. And people go, oh, well, there's, and, and as far as anybody in my head going, well, yeah, there's going to be bad when they out of the pool of diversity, you know, all over the gamut, there's going to be bad comics, but there's not enough. There, there, there aren't enough straight white bad fucking comics. Right. So you know, I understand the changes. They make sense to me, and you know, my own paranoia is that people will think I'm just trying to ingratiate myself to youth. I'm already pissed at them for what they're not going to accept. I'm already trying to get ahead of them now. Yeah, hey, I got yeah, your yeah, back. Yeah. But whatever, maybe, you know, maybe in 2028, maybe they'll be like, I can't believe I have to call a, a chiropractor, a doctor, whatever. I don't know what's going to be new down the road. But right, right, anyway, right. there's my there's my yeah, speech. I, I just, I thought it was so cool that my son like got me. Mm-hmm. You know, he just like nailed me. I was like, right. Oh my God, you're hundred percent right. Because it let I would you... get the surgery. I would be I would be there the first day. Right. I would be like, get these tits off of me. And they always I'm a guy. And you know what else? I gotta give this a jab because they're always, you know, if you go to the doctor and you lie about your what's wrong with you, he's never gonna be able to diagnose you. Yeah. yeah. And they always go to it reminds me of an old Patton Oswald joke where they go, he goes, you know, if somebody would just say, Oh, two gay two guys kissing is fucking gross, he'd be like, Thank you. Meaning you told me the truth. You didn't go to religion. You didn't go. Now, as harsh as that sounds, the two guys kissing is gross. You brought me the truth. So when people come to you, I'm, I don't really spend a lot of time arguing with what they're saying. I go, why don't you bring the truth to the table? You're not worried That's about so cool. women's sports. Yes, you yes, don't yes, care yes, about yes. women's sports. I've known you for 20 <laughs> years. You've never fucking mentioned it. So it's not that. Just like when people, I can catch you in a lie if it's not the truth. Yeah. I, I take your opinion and I match it with the rest of your life. It's not about that. It's not about your, oh, I can't remember all these terms. I thought about this three weeks ago. They go, oh, now there's this and there's non-binary. You remember all the negative ones, no problem. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, I don't want to go through the words, but, you know, whether it's bitch or cunt or faggot or N-rig or N-rich or you know, Karen came along. Every 10 years, they give a name to a group of young people, millennials, that you use to identify them negatively. So you have no problem with your memory unless it's going to be used to help people live a better life. Uh-huh. But when it comes to negative slangs and new words, you're fine with it. Your memory's great, but wow. don't try to teach you a new one that might help someone live a better life. Okay, which of your celebrities can give us this 200,000? Which of your celebrity friends well, can give us the 200,000? You know why we did the crowdsource? Because if one person gave me the money, unless it was like you just give the money and you don't get to give any notes or we don't have to check in with a group of people that are maybe, you know, that, that it might slow the process down. We thought, I didn't want to do a crowdsource. At first, seemed, it seems, to be honest, I thought, oh, no, I'm, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But I started looking at other projects that have been funded on, what was the site we, we said? Uh, Sparkle. Spark and Seed? Seed and Seed Sparkle. Seed and Sparkle. I'm glad you're here. Um, Seed and Sparkle. Say it again. Seed and Spark. Seed and Spark. Seed and Spark. Seed and Spark. I saw some really creative stuff. and So which, I can't, I'm not going to, hey, if they choose to come to my site and I'll see they donate. I'll, I'll see who donates. Yeah. But I didn't want to go and ask you know, I did ask one person, to be honest, and they were incredibly melted my heart. They called me right back. We had a meeting, and we were going to go down that path. And we decided that it would be better and quicker to maybe do the, the, the some type of crowdsource. We were in the beginning process of talking about it. Right, right, right. But as far as one person, I mean, hey, if there is somebody out there, I'll tell you this real quick, because I know we're going to wrap it up in a second. Because, um, you, you know, we've been here for a while. Um, yeah, we have. My goal is 
I didn't want to go to comedians' friends and ask them for money. I didn't want to. I felt like, you know, I've done this a long time. I didn't even want to ask comedians to do my podcast. I and rarely did. I didn't want to ask you to do yours. But um, my goal is once I get the money to then go, this I'm comfortable doing, to some of my comedian friends and asking for their name. So the way I think that we, uh, so in other words, like on the billboard, it would say like, you know, I'm just throwing out my, you know, who, who I think whose audience would I want? And there's more than five of them, but I'm just throwing out five that have yeah. been in my head. So it would say like, you know, Bo, Bo Burnham, Sarah Silverman, mm-hmm. Gerard Carmichael, Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a Bob Odenkirk and blah, 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 present Todd Glass. Yeah, yeah, Because you usually yeah. just have one. Oh, that's fun. So it'd be like five, two. It'll be a kitsch idea, but it'll also help put people in seats. And if somebody or two people, this is the, you have to be at this tier, if if it's one or two, like if one wants to give the 200000 or two people want to give 100000 each, they'll get their name on the billboard with right. all those other people. You should e- feel even it. if you're not famous. You, you, you won't be famous because the famous person wouldn't care. It, so that's my goal, to get the money, and then, then I will feel comfortable to reach out to a comedian friends and go, can I use your name to present me on a New York run? It would be so funny if you shot... I, I, I'm, I can't believe I'm pitching you an idea, but just it would be. I would love to watch you like go and like pitch like a mockumentary of you like talking to Sarah Silverman about it. A mockumentary of you talking to Bo Burnham about it. Like that would be really funny. You know why I, I say no to any of that stuff? To be why? honest, because I feel it'll get in the, my main goal. Yeah, and this is what happened. Why we didn't want to maybe have someone give us all the money that would have questions and a say? It's because they're going to give ideas. And you you have to be creative and, you know, and my goal is to do this show in New York that is tight as fuck. And anything that gets in the way of it, if it's a documentary and it wants to follow me to do that process, but it's not, I don't want to do any bits along the way unless they're organic. Because I want to just, I want to have this show that when people leave, they're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like it was a stand-up show, but so. What's the show called? It's Todd Glass, the event of a lifetime. The event of a lifetime. And if and if if there is a comedian out there that decides, you know, I'm sure some comedians will go, and maybe I've been nice to a lot of people. I've been doing this a long time, but just the people that have come out to see you over the years. I've been doing this 45 years, 45 years. I hate to talk about my age, but you can figure it out now. I started when I was 15, and I hope that there's some people out there that go, you know, hey, let's make this become a reality. But comedians that are listening, come on, you have the band. Why don't your fans get together and have a crowdsource? Check this out. I know I'm having a crowdsource. Why don't all your fans have a crowdsource to raise money so we can call it the Jason Nash Band the whole run? <laughs> yeah, my, all you need is t- all you need is two hundred thousand dollars. I don't think I don't know if we can get two. I don't guys. Do we have two hundred k? Can you let me know in the comments? One hundred fifty. How much for the band? Fifty k? No, for the band it's. It's I think it's ten thousand a night to have the band named after you for one night or your business. I see, I see. Oh, ten thousand a night. Ten thousand oh, well, a now night. Now that that I that I a business would get behind. Guys, if there's a business out there that would like to be named after Todd's band for his New York run, please hit me. There's we see so many businesses on, on TikTok Live actually. Yeah. So um ones that are looking for promo. So yeah. DM Todd or DM me and um yeah. yeah. And, and, and the crowdsource is up. It's, it's going. Yep, and, it's up. And this was fun. We man. hope it's up today. Is it going to be up? 
I know. I'm hoping too. It should be. It should be. I know. Well, it is. It's I up. Should it's say. up today. It's up today. If you're watching this, it's yeah. up. Let's be firm. Of course. And let's say it. Right. Yeah. It's up. It's up. And also Toddglass.com. Yeah. In case they forget, you know, the name of the site, they can always go to Toddglass.com, and that'll obviously just throw them right over there. So okay. Okay. It's all good. TikTok, Instagram, shows, shows coming up. Com and uh, doing and a big Gaffigan the, uh, tour. You and Gaffigan's tour. You're going to tour. I used to know him too. Jim, I did a show with him once. Was it fun? Yeah, he's he's such a he's so he's so funny. He's he's so funny. And I, I like uh, the offstage gym is like so different. Than so, the, uh, it's very different, right? It's, that it's so funny. It's it, also the same. But what I personally like about yeah. Jim, if I didn't like Jim, I would not say it on a podcast. But I can say what I feel about Jim because it's very easy. I love touring with Jim Gaffigan because um, he likes to go out after the show, like to dinner. Oh, that's nice. And that's my favorite thing to oh, do. I like that too. Don't not get on the bus or get on the plane and go right to the next city. I want to go out to dinner. It's just me and him and the tour manager. Yeah, his son is going on this tour with us. How old is he? And his son is 17, oh, and he's great. great. He's great. He does stand-up? No, no, but no. he was opening up the yeah, show with like a minute or two. It's it actually funny. But um, yeah, so t- going on tour with Jim, I do a ton of Jim Gaffigan dates and uh, and they're fun. Like and Tosh him. dates too. Daniel Tosh. I and tour Tosh? Yeah, he's another one. He's he, great. Yeah, he likes, you know what? He gets off on doing everything right. Like from when the plane lands, the car's there, the get into mm. the hotel, they hand us our keys, like mm. the dinner afterwards. He mm. makes it, he makes, that's my favorite part about comedy is that hanging out with comedians. I, yeah. to we this day, yeah, when I met comedians, when I started doing comedy, I didn't have that many friends in high school, but when I met comedians, I, I sound so cliche, but I don't know how to say it any other way. I found my people. Yeah. And I just, I think comedians, even the ones that I disagree with socially, even those, um, there's a lot of comedians I really have a lot of affection for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave me a life. You know, they gave me a yeah, life. Yeah, they gave me something. They gave me something to do. And I still feel the same way as I did all those years ago, hanging out with comedians. When they're coming over to my house, I'm like a kid 20 feet from Disneyland. Just get giddy inside, you know? <laughs> okay. So there you right. go. Good, good, good. All right. Well, and and now we need the 200k guys. So right. go and ahead. And I am dying too. <laughs> if I was dying, can I say something? Sure. There's going to be a lot of comedians. If point to this camera or this camera, I'm not dying. I'm honestly not dying. But if I was, this footage is out there, and you're going to feel. Am I saying? Am I doing this to make you feel guilty? Well, I'm going to be dead. So it's not about me. I'm going to be dead. I'll be dead. But I guarantee you're going to feel guilty. You're going to be like, I could have named the band after me or just given them 50 grand. Don't do not do something that's going to make you feel guilty the rest of your life. Please. All right, guys. Go check out Todd, toddglass.com, and, uh, and the link will be below if you want to go uh, check out the GoFundMe. All right. Take care. Peace and love. Bye. Thanks, Todd. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.